endless nights of missing sleep, tears covered in lashes. Good day to you guys. Thanks for stopping by Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and I'm doing an episode about the Winchester Mystery House. So I found a neat song, and so I just, uh, that was that little bit. You know, I always love hearing what haunted locations are on fellow paranormal investigators and enthusiast paralysts. When I had my radio show many moons ago, that would be a question that I often asked my guests. What are some haunted locations on your paranormal bucket list? And I kid you not, over 95% of them would say the Winchester Mystery House. They'd rattle off a few others, but Winchester was usually one of the first mentioned. Maybe like four people of all the folks I asked didn't even mention it. And I had that show for over two years, and it was a question I often asked. So I thought that was really interesting. Now, close to 10 years ago, I lived in Northern California. I was homesick for Colorado, no doubt. But one thing to help amend the homesickness temporarily was going on daily adventures to places like the Mystery Spot and Alcatraz, and of course, Winchester. While the first two, the Mystery Spot and Alcatraz, were a decent drive away, Winchester was only about 10 minutes. When I first realized how close this historic and bizarre home was to me, I just could not believe my luck. The first time we went, my boyfriend had treated me to a flashlight tour. It was a birthday present to me and was close to Halloween, and it was so much fun. It was neat, just kind of venturing the home, surrounded by darkness and guided by only our flashlight, or as my good friends in the UK say, my torch. Later on, we did go back for a tour during the day to see her in all her glory. If you're in the area, you should definitely go visit you guys. Walking through that home is mystifying and exhilarating to say the least. If you don't have enough time for a tour, go for the garden tour, where, at least when I was there several years ago, you can walk freely around and there's a ton to see on the grounds. I mean, from statues to flowers, even a bush trimmed in the numbers one and three. Many know about Sarah's obsession with the number, but I'm jumping way ahead of myself. All in good time, lads. The Winchester house has many secrets that died long ago with Sarah Lockwood Winchester. But what is known about the beautiful odd home is this. Sometime in December of 1880, Oliver Winchester, the owner of Winchester Repeating Arms Company, passes away, leaving his only son, the company. This sadly doesn't last very long at all. Barely, I would say, four months later, Oliver's son and successor, William Winchester, passes away after contracting the very deadly tuberculosis. TB, no joke. This left Sarah Winchester a widow, obviously, and 50% holding in the Winchester company. That meant it was a continuous income of $1,000 a day, around $26,000 today. 
making her one of the wealthiest women at the time. In addition, her inheritance was a whopping $20 million. Now, folks, remember, this was back in 1881. I mean, give me a million today, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. Any guesses on how much that is now? Again, $20 million in 1881. How much is that now? Take a second. Take a guess. I'll wait. $20 million in 1881 is equivalent to $529,862,069 in 2019 at least. Maybe a few bucks more now, but that's, that's a lot of money. Not too terribly much is known about Sarah Winchester herself. I mean, she was a very private individual. It is known that she was born into a very wealthy and successful family in New Haven, Connecticut. Her father was a very successful carriage manufacturer and did quite well. Her mom was a hit in the social society. People absolutely loved her. Sarah was a bright and smart person. As a child, she learned four different languages and she even attended Yale. She was a smaller woman reaching about four foot ten. Next comes love. Next comes love. No. You know, nowadays you go out, you meet someone, chemistry is in the air and so on, whatever. Back then, not so much. Sarah's parents knew many successful and promising families and knew Sarah must marry an equally privileged man. And when Sarah was of an appropriate age to get hitched, her family had someone in mind. William Winchester, heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. William and Sarah had a baby girl eventually, Annie, and sadly she wouldn't live to see two months old, or should I say two months young. Around day 40, Annie Winchester died due to a very rare disease where baby Annie's tiny, fragile body suffered malnutrition due to an unfortunate inability to metabolize proteins. Poor little thing, never had a chance. The family was devastated, to say the least. I mean, that would be the biggest understatement ever. They were very much in love with the newest edition, and now she's gone. The Winchesters never had another child after sweet little Annie. It is believed that Sarah never got over the unexpected death of sweet little baby girl Annie Winchester. And I mean, does anyone ever get over something like that? Sarah started to become an unraveling mess, often distressed about the company and their wealth. To her, it was like blood money making money, profiting off of people dying, she couldn't deal with it. Then, boom, she loses her daughter, her father-in-law, and her husband in a very short amount of time, really. Now, she has more money than she knows what to do with, but she still has the same problem. This is money she considers dirty, tainted. Money earned from, in her eyes, caused thousands of untimely deaths. Sarah, she was desperate. She wanted to right a wrong, so she traveled from her New Haven home to Boston in search for answers. An answer she found in a medium 
She confided in him how guilty she felt being rich off of victims who died due to the Winchester rifles. He didn't really help ease her pain or torture. He told her that she would remain tormented unless she appeased the spirits of these many, many victims. The medium's advice? The only way to make the restless spirits happy is to move west and build a house for the lost souls. I don't know. That didn't seem very Boston accent, did it? (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that, but he said something to that sort. Now, Sarah took this advice to heart and made it her sole mission to do just that. She traveled back home, and in 1884, she packed up her belongings, left New Haven, and got as far away as she possibly could. She got to Northern California, where she found just the spot to relocate, a little town called San Jose. The property? Nothing to write home about. In fact, it was an unfinished farmhouse. Sarah hired several carpenters and instructed them to build directly onto the farmhouse. A short time later, the unfinished farmhouse had transitioned into an eccentric, unique seven-story mansion. It only took a short amount of time because it was being worked on continuously. I mean, these carpenters worked around the clock. As this was happening, Sarah Winchester was inviting mediums and spiritualists from all over to come and visit. She still was quite paranoid, if you will, about being haunted by angry spirits. So she was more than happy to get advice from mediums to please the spirits even more. I mean, building a home was not enough. She would bend over backwards to make things right, make things better. Building continued. Throughout the rest of Sarah's life, construction resumed. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 52 weeks a year, the construction crews worked so hard and fast that blueprints weren't usually even drawn up. She would hire a team, they'd finish a section, they would they would finish what they needed to do. Then she'd let them go, hire another team, they'd finish. And, you know, you get the drift. It just kept going on like that with no blueprints. And mind you, what was drawn up was usually on things that could easily be flushed or destroyed, like toilet paper or something. And because of this bizarre behavior, with the exception of Sarah herself, not one single person truly knew, or still to this day knows, the full layout to the sprawling mansion. If any of the workers or servants tried to give her any advice on the building of the home, they would be fired by the end of the day. She had bells rigged all throughout the house. So if she needed anything, regardless where she was in that huge mansion, she would be able to get it. Construction came to an abrupt stop when Sarah died due to heart failure in her sleep. I mean, I think that's the best way to go. You're sleeping. You don't know what hits you. Boom. Guess how long building went from start to finish? 38 years. I mean, to me, that's utterly amazing and quite impressive and, of course, a bit odd. But what is not odd about the mystery house that is Winchester? Well, I guess, you know, obviously when you're told to keep building for the spirits or die, I guess I'd keep building too. The mansion. Let's talk about the Winchester mystery house, okay? That's what it's known as. And mystery it is. It's an amazing structure. 
It has several trapdoors, tons of secret passages, stairways that lead to nowhere, a door on the second floor that leads to nowhere except a fall to the ground outside below, a skylight in the actual floor. Sounds weird, right? Sarah had a major desire for natural light. So at one time, she had an outdoor patio. She had a skylight installed in its floor to pull the light from above into the dark room below. She had so many other things in this house. I mean, there was a closet that is only an inch deep. The home has an impressive 10,000 windows, 40 staircases, over 2,000 doors, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, a door that leads to an eight-foot drop right into a kitchen sink, doors that open to blank walls, upside-down stair posts, double back hallways, chimneys that end with the room's ceiling. There are tiny doors that lead to huge areas and large doors that lead to the smallest of places and so much more. To this day, the exact number of rooms are unknown. When the owners would try to count the rooms, one, two, three, four, five, each time they would come up with a different number. They have estimated there are 160 rooms in the Winchester Mystery House. But I mean, who really knows? And actually, let's make that 161. Just a few years ago, not too long, in 2016, preservationists uncovered a previously unknown room located in the attic, which contained a pump organ, a dress form, an old sewing machine, several paintings, and a gorgeous Victorian sofa. Speaking as someone who has been there, it is easy to get turned around and lost, to say the least. I mean, it truly is a maze, a labyrinth, if you will. However, it recently got more intense, more puzzling. Thanks to the new general manager, a man named Walter, in May of 2017, 40 hidden spaces, including some that even the staff rarely had seen, were opened to the public. When Walter first came to Winchester, he, of course, wanted to see everything. I mean, who wouldn't? There was so much to see in this mysterious mansion. Many doors were locked, and when he would ask about them, he was told that only a skeleton key could open it. Eventually, he gained full access, and this is what he saw. Some of the rooms were missing floorboards, while others had been closed off due to damage that it suffered in the huge 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Others were packed full with broken tiles and other debris. Walter saw an opportunity, treating the public to closed-off areas. Many of the employees disagreed and wanted to keep it private. I mean, I could totally see both ways. You're part of this, like, you know, secret society thing. And, you know, it's like really in these epic, secretive places that nobody else knows about and stuff. But then as somebody who likes to go to those historic locations, and I know I get super excited when I see things like that. I'm happy that Walter got, he got his wish and now people are able to go check it out. There we go. So earlier I mentioned Sarah and the number 13. I don't know why she loved that number so much, but it was very important to her. Many of the stairways in the home have 13 steps. Several of the houses, many, many windows have 13 panes. A bunch of the ceilings have 13 panels. 
There's 13 lights in the chandelier. And guess what? There are 13 bathrooms in the mystery house. And get this. In the 13th bathroom, there are 13 stairs that lead to it. And in that bathroom are 13 windows. Then there's the carriage entrance hall. It's divided into... You guessed it, folks, 13 sections. You'll also see 13 rails by the skylight mentioned earlier, and there's 13 squares on each side of the elevator. And in the seance room, (laughs) yes, my friends, there is a seance room. There are 13 hooks for the 14, (laughs) just kidding, folks, 13 robes that Sarah would wear when she would conduct seances, contacting and communicating with those spirits. It is believed that Sarah would conduct midnight seances in which she would possibly receive building instructions from the spirits. The room is known as the Sanctum or Sarah's Sanctum. To the very end, she was a devoted fan of the mighty number 13, my friends. Her will had 13 parts and it was signed by her, (laughs) you guessed it, 13 times. Now, my personal favorite part of the house was the switchback staircase. Looking at it, it doesn't really make much sense at all. The steps are very short and long, like it's two to three steps just to get to the next short, tiny, long step. It's also known as Jacob's Ladder. Jacob, my lad! It has 42 itty-bitty steps. Each one is like literally under two inches in height. It's more like walking up a ramp than actual stairs. And uh, when I was there, there was a line of us. So it took forever getting on those stairs. It was more like like five steps because, <laughs> you know, like itty bitties. Why this unique staircase? Was it created to confuse the spirits? No, it's actually quite simple, my friends. Poor Sarah Lockwood Winchester suffered from arthritis and it truly hurt to walk sometimes. So the staircase made specially for her made it a lot easier to get up and down. I walked these steps several years ago, and I still remember how tiny they were. Quite, quite precious. Another thing I remember is that only Sarah could come and go from the main entrance. That main door was for her use only. One day, even Teddy Roosevelt came to visit her and made the mistake trying to go to the main entrance. They didn't even get to meet now, there's different stories of that, that like, you know, she, she didn't like having her picture taken and he wanted a picture with her and she refused that. And yet another weird fact, when the house was first open for tourists to check out and visit, one of the very first people to come see it was, believe it or not, Robert Ripley. Get it? Ripley's believe it or not? <laughs> see what I did there? Anyways, Old Ripley was so impressed, he featured the mysterious home in his ever-so-popular column, of course, being Believe It or Not. One more fact, the 2017 movie Winchester was filmed in the house. So for those who aren't close to California to visit and want to get more of an inside look besides just, like, you know, seeing pictures on the old internet, check out the movie. One last thing before this episode comes to an end, the hauntings, right? Yes. The hauntings indeed. Some consider it one of the most haunted locations in California. It's certainly one of the most bizarre. To this day, weird happenings occur there, and many report to staff unexplained encounters and what have you. People say that on the third floor, that's where the servants and staff would live, would stay, and that it's very active on the third floor. Like you go there and you're like never really truly alone. 
several mediums, spiritualists, paranormal investigators, and psychics have visited the grounds throughout the years, and most have left convinced that spirits still indeed do roam the labyrinth they call Winchester Mystery House. Many have claimed to see the apparition of Sarah Winchester herself. Perhaps she's wondering why so many people are in her home. Maybe she is curious to why construction has stopped. Or perhaps she is just sticking around in the place that was her home for almost 40 years. Sarah is not the only resident spirit. Visitors and staff have experienced hearing mysterious voices, windows banging, in some cases so loudly, it's a shock they don't shatter. Doors opening and closing on their own. Cold spots, strange moving lights wandering the halls, doorknobs moving by themselves, and so much more. So you guys, if you find yourself in San Jose, travel onward towards Winchester Mystery House. You will absolutely, promise hands down, not be disappointed. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Be sure to listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Miss out on hearing some of the episodes? (laughs) No need to cry, my friends. Just go to any of the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Deezer, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, Spotify. Basically, you guys... Wherever you go to listen to your other phenomenal kick-ass podcast, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast right there as well. Just throw it in the search bar and boom, there we go. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends all about it. See you next week. Bobby Mackey, take it away. songs when I feel this way I grab my guitar and I play I got the Merle Haggard blues today Woo-hoo!